0: What's going on, Olympic City fans? Welcome back to the Lions Blog Podcast. I'm your host, Gavin Rushno, and today we'll be discussing the 1 1 draw on the road at SKC, a team who topped the Western Conference last season. Uh, Had a good start to their season with their win against the New York Red Bulls in New Jersey. Obviously, they're not in New York. Um, We go there, get a 1 1 draw, and played pretty well. Before we get started with the episode, though, I'd like to thank some of our sponsors. Of course, the first one is Lose Bonsai run by OC Twitter's Jonathan Ridner. Lose Bonsai offers the finest quality bonsai trees and products at the lowest possible prices. Speaking of prices, Lose Bonsai is currently offering 15% off to Orlando City supporters. The 15% off will be going to Orlando City Foundation. All you have to do is enter the code GOCITY in all caps at checkout and the 15% discount will be added to your order. Website is LoseBonsai.biz, L-O-U-S, Bonsai.biz. And the second one is, of course, Cappy's Subs. I'm not sure how much Adam wants me to advertise Cappy's Subs anymore, hearing that they are extremely busy for the past month or so. But, you know, business is business. You can order over the phone at 407-647-9099 or online at Cappy'sSubsFL.com, all one word. They're located at 501 North Orlando Avenue, Maitland, Florida, not Winter Park. Make sure you leave a five star review. We will read them out on, on the podca- po- podcast. And actually, we have a five star review. I'm glad that I said that. So let me find it here. We need to put on like Jeopardy music as I look from the podcast.
1: I, I got was you, Pam. Not... Yeah. <laughs> <do, do>, <laughs> okay. okay, okay, there we go. There do, we go. Ready? Okay. I'm squirming with anticipation
0: on march 8th so almost two months later (laughs) gamer 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 19 we are
1: so good at this
0: (laughs) yeah i know my bad sorry um says keep going the coverage is amazing nothing but thumbs up for me even though covid even through covid they're updating at a regular pace chase is probably my favorite but they're all killing it um adam we're sorry to disappoint you gamer gamer, gamer, with this episode no chase today. It was just me and him last time. So sorry, gamer 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 nineteen. Just me and Adam today. We do appreciate he, the five. He stars. got his fix. Yeah, he got it last week. Um how are you, Adam?
1: Yeah, I'm doing all right, you know, a little tired, been busy at uh work, but you know, uh good to be back cording with the boy I guess just the boy this week. Um just the, just the boy. Just the single singular boy. Uh, but I um I was exhausted last week, so I could not record, but um, good to be back. I really enjoy doing this, and I I don't like missing episodes, so yeah, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, Uh, let's get this thing started off then, and I think the best place to start would be the Tesho Akindele conversation. I haven't listened to the other podcasts, but I'm sure they're talking about why Tesho Akindele started this game, because there is a, I think normal frustration from the fan base with him starting games because of his output in terms of quality of chances and quantity of goals. Um so I wanted to get your thoughts on Tesho being the starter in this game and maybe why you think he started.
1: So what do we what do we think he has on on Oscar? Like you think it's pictures, you think it's financial <laughs> records, like gotta be something, right? Yeah
0: that's the running <laughs> that's the running joke that he's got some sort of like Nude photo of Oscar Perea. (laughs) I just
1: want everyone to stop and imagine nude photo of Oscar Perea. Thank you. Just want everyone else to have that mental image because I had to have it. So um, I
0: really wish you wouldn't have said that.
1: But always be Gordon. Always be Gordon, Gavin.
0: Yeah. (laughs) In all seriousness. (laughs) Um, Why? Why is he starting?
1: So one thing that Tesho does pretty well is well, one he knows the system to a T, and two he's a pretty good pressing forward, which means he knows when to press, he knows how hard to press, he can generally be annoying to defenders in possession, which was part of the reason that um, Peter Vermes SKC was not able to boss possession because Tesha was pretty good at you know just just being there just enough to where they can't just knock it around the back until they find an opening. That being said, that's about his best quality other than, you know, kind of being in the right position to cycle the ball around around the edge of the area.
0: Yes, I agree. So so he's he's never oh, going go to ahead. be
1: a liability in your game plan, but he's not really going to produce on his own or even take advantage of the chances that he's given, which is, is where most of the frustration comes from.
0: Yeah, and I, I think when you when you start to pick apart this lineup, it starts to make a lot of sense without Perea in the game. You look at, okay, we have somebody so what do you think the game plan was? The game plan was obviously hit them on transition and uh hopefully score a goal on the counter.
1: Win one or two nil was was yeah. the plan.
0: Yeah, win one or two nil, hit them on the counter. Um it, and when it the almost ball in midfield. Worked. And it, yeah, you're right, it did almost work. Who was who was going to be our goal scorers since we don't have DK and we didn't have a creative creative outlet. It was going to be Benji or Nani. So you put in Akindele there to be that defensive, you know, pressing forward, like you said, Adam. And then you look at the midfield. You've got a strong midfield, so they're not they're 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 going to be the ones to break up any attacks, and they did their job. I mean, their their goal comes from. You know, a, a bit of buildup play, and and our our fault. Antonio Carlos takes a bad touch. They they get the ball, and Busio puts in a, a good goal in the bottom left corner. But everyone angry about Tesho Akindele starting this game. This he he makes this work. You know, people don't like that he's not flashy. He's not the one scoring the goals, but he's a big part of the equation here. And you can and you can make sense of the lineup. So for me. I'm not that annoyed with him starting this game. Were you?
1: I am a bit still. um, I, you know, part of part of spectator sport is entertainment and Tesho is not entertaining. And part of the reason that we love at least some of the time love Oscar is because it's beautiful soccer. When it works, it is beautiful. And I would have much rather have seen like Benji at striker than Chris Mueller because Chris Mueller can, can press and play some defense and Benji can run his tail off and be annoying in a different way than Tesho can. Uh, he's not going to help with the link up as much though. He did have, if you watch, if you review, he did have a few sneaky, really good passes. Benji did. He he's developing mm. yes, quite nicely to be able to play on the wing in a much different way than he did last year. Um, But back, back to the the larger point, I think Benji could have filled that role in centrally and, you know, been annoying enough to stop SKC from knocking it around in the back and still done the link up job well enough to allow another productive player like Chris Mueller. I think it's no accident that when Chris Mueller came on, he made, he immediately made an impact because that's what he does. Um, I would have liked to see 75 minutes of Chris Mueller rather than 45, you know?
0: Yeah, and I mean, how how much of the frustration from the fans' point of view on Akandele being the one to start this game, is it that he is getting started over a Benji Michelle or a Mateus Ayas, who people clearly yep. want to see given some, some real minutes on the field? How much of it do you think is just plainly down to he's getting picked over the player I want to see.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's a valid frustration because when you see these options on the bench, because c- Chris Mueller didn't start, Alexander Alvarado didn't start, um, Mateus Ias didn't start, um, and, I mean, Benji could have started at striker. So, like, you have four guys right there that you're not playing in that prime goal-scoring position or in terms of Mueller-Alvarado just aren't seeing the pitch. Um, in their favorite positions when the lay person looks at it and we are also lay people, but the lay person looks at it and says, I think that's a more exciting and better attacking lineup. And that's valid because yes, defense and system are all well and good in position and controlling the game still didn't win this game. And we didn't win this game because we didn't take, we didn't take our chances efficiently enough. And if you have a more natural goal scorer in there, then chances are we score more than one goal. You know, I know, I know we put it in the net more than one time, but you, you still got it. Part of that is having the awareness to stay onside, like strikers do and midfielders don't.
0: Yeah, you got to put the ball in the net in the net yeah,
1: legally. Exactly, and when you have more people who are better at that, like we assume IAS is. We, I mean, we still haven't seen enough IAS to know, but like we assume that. That's what he was brought in for. I I I think part of it is that we're not getting the chance to find out yet, and people want to find. It's been such a long wait on Mateus Ias that people just like, is he good? Can we find (laughs) out if he's good? Please, please give us something.
0: Do you think he starts against Cincinnati next week? Hell no. (laughs) You don't think so? No. You think Tasho starts against Cincy with Pereira back?
1: Yes. See you yes, see I think I think Tesho starts until Pato gets back.
0: Really? Yeah. It's I Pato mean, by the way. Pato. So it's <laughs>
1: um okay, so here's why I'm not going to do that. I'm white.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. But okay, so here here was my next topic of discussion that I wanted to bring up. I uh, I posted a uh, a clip of what I said over on um MLS Now podcast with uh David. And uh He asked me about the fact that I I do criticize some other MLS teams for relying on one or two players too much. Namely, one of the big ones is New England Revolution. relying on Gustavo Bo and Carlos Gil too much. And he said, well, you criticize them. What do you think about Orlando relying on um, Arrizio Pereira? And I was like, no, yeah, like Orlando are dumb for that. Like Orlando, Orlando needs some criticism for doing that same exact thing. We... Change our entire system of play if that player is not on the field, which I think is ridiculous. Um, that's why I think if Pereira's back, we don't have to start Tesho because we don't need we don't play on the transition when Pereira starts. We play more of a build up style of play. I think Yuri's going to start against Cincinnati to help with build up
1: oh, because it'll be, be
0: Yuri. It would be Pereira. And then you're able to play that goal-scoring striker instead of that transition-type pressing forward striker in and So, So do, what do you think about the comments I made specifically about us not replacing a player in Pereira and instead changing our entire system just because he's not on the field? And then do you think we're going to switch systems or do you think we're going to see something similar where we just play on the transition against... Uh, a really poor Cincinnati team.
1: No, I, I think that we'll go back to protagonist stalker. I, I think the, um, the, the way we play will change. I just don't see Tesho losing his spot because he hasn't really done anything to lose it. Cause he did exactly what was expected of him, which was basically play defense in the striker position. Um, And that's what
0: that that's not what we need, though. I don't think it's not what we need. It's not a point of losing it. It's a point of we don't need that output. I I think he will be
1: I think he will be asked to do something different because okay, that's like it or not. Tesho is kind of in that back, like first backup striker role. That's uh, apparently his role with this team. And until that's proven otherwise, because remember when last year when we were and Stop me if you've heard this one before. We were like, we need a striker for like three straight months. And we had DK on the roster and assuming I am assuming that Daryl DK was doing Daryl DK things in practice, right? I'm assuming Oscar Pereja knew what he had Uh, to some degree. I
0: mean, he had just gotten to the team, so I'm sure he was getting acclimated. But yeah, I'm sure he was doing some decent stuff.
1: Yes. And so and. He can, he continued to start Tesho until Tesho got injured. Then DK came out and like, wait, we had this on the bench the entire time, the whole right, MLS's back right? tournament. i mean, what, okay. So when DK played in MLS's back, it was clear he wasn't ready. He was just getting acclimated to the pro game. I get that, but like, it was a couple months after that until he got his real chance.
0: No, no, DK's DK started the first game of the the season. Did he? against Miami? Against Miami? No. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, yeah. Tesho got injured, I believe, in the final or in practice or something. Was it? And then, yeah. But, but either way, your point stands because I, we did call for a striker all yes. off season, And we, even when we got DK, it was like, well, but let we don't the record show start.
1: that I have lost all sense of time in the past yes, year. Yes. <laughs> I think most people did. Not uh, me, but most that. people. But, but
0: um, anyway,
1: like Tesho, Tesho was starting over DK. Yeah. And, and we had it, we just had him. <laughs> it, I I don't I don't I think it's going to take more than that for Tesho to lose that top backup spot that he seems to have a chokehold hold on, because he's doing exactly what Prez is asking of him. And why would he, why would he lose a spot in the lineup for that? Prez is going to ask him to do something else. If he can't do that, that's a different story. If he's asked to play a more aggressive game, do you want me to? I'm going to wait till the train. No, goes. you're
0: fine. You're fine. Go ahead. Okay. I heard the train. I don't care.
1: Our listeners so, won't either. <laughs> that's true. So if he's asked to play a more aggressive game and he can't do it, then I think you start to see IS getting some chances or and what have you. But until that happens, and I'm willing to be wrong on this, I would like to be wrong on this, I think it's Tasho until Pato gets back.
0: You know, this is something that um when i spoke to dustin from the i think it was like texas soccer show or or sorry if i don't remember dustin nation if you want to look him up and give him credit he did say that oscar does have his favorites and that's something that he wasn't a fan of because i think we should be picking our our players and our systems based on what we need for that game and he does do that to some extent like obviously he made this game plan because we didn't have Pereira. He didn't try to force uh, Andres Pereira to be Narditio Pereira and be the creative outlet. He picked a transition-type style of play. So he did do that, but I don't... I'm going to be honest, I don't want to see Tesho start because I'm fine with him starting against Cincinnati, I should say. I'm fine with him starting this game because we that's the type of style of play we needed. I want to see Ayas start or Benji start up top. Hell, put... Put friggin Mueller up top. I don't know. Somebody who is going to be a striker's number nine striker who can put the ball in the back of the net, which Tesho can do, but I don't think he can do it well enough to where he should be the starter based on who we have in the team. I see your point about him being the main backup, but even though he's the main backup, I don't think he should be, I don't think he's right for the next game.
1: You are 100% correct. I'm just making a prediction of if he Mm -hmm. will start or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's Tesho Akindele conversation. I'm sure that's been done to death this week with all the podcasts, but it had to be talked about. Um, next, we can talk about the midfield because holy crap, they played well. Well, Bro, two, that was awesome. Two, two of them played well, and one of them played eh. So I thought,
1: I thought all three were good, just two were spectacular.
0: Yeah. So, so, so talk to me a little bit about uh, how impressed you were with their performance. So uh,
1: it's, well-known to listeners of this podcast that I love Sabas Mendez. And I also do love Anders Perea. And I uh, have gone on the record numerous times saying, if we are to have a dominant midfield this year, I think the best way to do that and the most likely avenue to just absolute dominance is Perea Mendez. And we, you know, we just saw it. It, Mendez looked to be in total control of that that I mean he was playing a deep six role which I don't love him in, but he was playing it just so well that I'm like, okay, he can do that. He was showed good decision making which is not something that we've seen consistently in the past but excellent decision making uh he knew when to press he knew when to uh when to kind of drop back and and bring the the line of the defense back with him. He knew when to take chances with the ball. He knew when to play the safe pass and recycle and reset. It was just, it was a veteran performance from Mendez that in a way that we have been waiting for him to produce. And I thought it it was a little bit of a a coming of age performance for him. And Andres Perea, we've been begging for him to play more in transition and use his talent and, and skill on the ball to advance it more instead of just playing the safe pass all the time and being solid in defense. Cause we knew he had it in him, but he was fantastic in transition. He was constantly advancing the ball, looking for forward passes. He almost had a goal. If, if somehow he Carlos hadn't touched that ball and it still made its way to Perea, he would have had a goal. And, and you know, that that's, what we've been asking to see out of these two players. Junior Urso, I thought, was also pretty good. You know, he had his Junior Urso game. He was smart. He, he had a little bit of flair to it. He took a long shot. You know, it, he, he was Junior Urso. And, yeah. and so I was very happy with the entire midfield performance, especially Sans Pereira. But, you know, I'm having fantasies of a Pereira, Pereira, Mendez midfield because, oh my God, that could be fun.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with my next kind of statement. You know, Urso did nothing particularly wrong. I just, the main issue for me with Urso is he's just sometimes way too slow on the ball. And that's something that we can say about the whole entire team. That was one of our main topics of discussion discussion when going into and talking about the playoffs. Our build-up play is just like at at a snail's pace. And Urso, I think, is, is a big contributor to that. That being said, he, like you said, he did his job. Um, he did Urso things. You know, he's not a bad player, but out of the three that played today, the one I would replace for Mauricio Pereira would be Urso. And I don't think that's a really hard decision. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. So kind of going back to what we talked about with Aya Sacandelle, I think it'll be Pereira to lose his spot. Because Oscar Pereja likes that um, that consistent Urso performer, that consistent type of performer that Urso is, I should say. Um, again, I hope it's Pereja Mendez going forward with Pereira ga- kind of being that eight slash 10, but you never know. You never know. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, um, did you see that Nani was given man of the match today? Heineken star I, of the match or whatever?
1: I did not. I I think that's ridiculous. I I I don't, it's not ridiculous. He scored the goal and he was very good. You have to admit, really good. You, oh, you have to admit, Nani was good. Come on, man. He
0: scored a good. I'm not saying he was horrible or horrendous, but credit where credit is due.
1: Look, you can can definitely call me biased here. He played defense, he created chances, he was good in transition. I I don't know what, what much more you want from him. Considering he's not a creator, I guess you I want guess him to I, be a creator, I, but
0: I, I don't know. I feel like I saw a, like a, like a giveaway or two. I saw him get tackled a couple times. Like maybe that's just my bias. I'm I not think, saying he was horrible, but I wouldn't give, I wouldn't say he was, his performances was better than Mendez's.
1: No, it wasn't. But you know, he's the big name. He's the goal scorer. He's going to get man of the match. It should have been Mendez or Perea.
0: Yeah, for me, definitely Mendes. He was rock solid in the game. And look, my thoughts on Nani are well known. I'm not going to sit here and say he was awful today. He played fine, scored a great goal. Um, but I wouldn't go as far as to say he played amazing. No, um, I,
1: but I think he, I I think he had a good Nani performance. You know, if if we had so we get say we get Pato and Pereira back, and we managed to be healthy enough to have imagine. Nani, Pateau, Mueller, Pereira, Perea, Mendez, Carlos, Janssen, Mutinho, Juan, Galese. We have that going into the playoffs. If we if we can get this type of Nani performance going into the playoffs and in the playoffs, I think that's fine in the system because there's plenty of other talent in the ideal 11 mm-hmm. that, you know, that performance would fit well and be plenty productive enough for Patel Mueller and Pereira to also produce.
0: That's fair. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Let's see. What else is there to talk about? Schlegel had another pretty good game. Um, he I asked did. this qu- Yeah. I asked this question to chase. Um, and I, I guess I want to get your thoughts on it as well as he's had another solid performance back there. When Johnson comes back from injury, does Janssen go straight back into the lineup?
1: I think so. Um, Schurky. I, I, I think so even more hesitantly. Here's why I say that. I Competition is good. I don't have a problem if Schlegel keeps the spot. I think that continuity on defense is also very important. And correct me if I'm wrong, but last season, Jansen was the one making the defensive calls, right? Because he had been there kind of the longest a little bit and the center back's always going to make the calls rather than the fullback. What do you mean
0: defensive calls? Like
1: in terms of like setting the line height and saying like um, "oh, go do that," and you know, because you know, you always have like one vocal guy on on a back line who's gonna like kind of set set where everyone should be on like a given. It. I I think think Johnson's the one who does that, but I think Schlegel can do that easily. It's very vocal. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying he's the one that has been doing it, Mm -hmm. especially since he was there before Carlos. Anyway, I think continuity is important, and Janssen and Toyo Carlos played well together last season, and I see no reason to break that up, provided Janssen is you know, still good. Um, the thing I like about Schlegel versus Janssen is Schlegel's much better in the air. That's what I was about to say. Schlegel can jump. Schlegel can jump. Um, white man has ups in terms of Schlegel's.
0: <laughs> Schlegel's not like a yeah. brick wall trying to move. Yeah. 5 inches off the ground. I mean,
1: Jansen okay. is a better on his feet defender, absolutely. Um he's a better tackler. He's better at, you know, intercepting runners in the box. But you know, there's trade-offs. Schlegel is much more athletic and therefore much better at set piece defense and and much better uh aerially.
0: Better with the ball at his feet in my opinion as well.
1: I don't know about that. I think they're about equal. Janssen's I think- le- left foot is pretty good.
0: Yeah, he's good at those long balls, but Schlegel's good at like build up, build out I would, defense passes.
1: Honestly, I would because Antonio uh, Carlos is also pretty good with the wall of his feet in terms of build up. I would rather just, I would rather have one guy good at long balls, one guy good at um at build up. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I watch Spurs, so I'm going to use Spurs example. But Outervierold and Vertonghen, Outervierold was very good at long balls, long balls, and Vertonghen was very good at short passes partnership worked pretty well together something like that is more like what i would kind of want to see rather than two guys playing short passes
0: Mm -hmm. all right here's my here's my next question we could see alvarado for 13 minutes what were your thoughts on his performance because i think that's about the longest amount of time we've seen him on the field
1: man it's 13 minutes
0: (laughs) i know it's nothing but like did you see
1: anything you liked
0: (laughs) he's fast
1: yeah Man, it's 13 minutes. I, don't, I have not watched enough of Alexander Alvarado to form an opinion on him other than he seems reasonably athletic and decent on the ball.
0: What do you think is the issue with Alvarado? We what
1: do you have, think is the issue there? To use a, uh, a term from New Orleans, we have Buku wingers, a lot of them. Too many almost.
0: Yeah. But, you see, we paid this money for a player who is highly rated in his country, has played for the national team, and he is getting 13 minutes on his Orlando name, City his name
1: Luis Nani? <sighs> no, that's, his
0: name's that's not the problem. Luis Nani. That's
1: the problem. That's, that, that's then it.
0: why did we get him?
1: Because Oscar Prejo likes him.
0: Was it just to replace Nani once he leaves at the end of the season?
1: Shh. What? That. Isn't that the rumor that you got flamed for? No. No, well, yeah. his
0: contract well, is over.
1: No, no, no. What but wasn't it when it wasn't it Alvarado coming in that you yes. like tweeted that and you got flamed for it? Yes, I got flamed for
0: that. Yes. So
1: uh, told jokes aside. Permission. Jokes aside. Um <laughs> oh, shit. Jokes aside, I mean, the person who knows the most about Alexander Alvarado is Oscar Pereja because he sees him practice every day. Obviously, he likes him or else they wouldn't have paid the money for him based on no game time. Mm -hmm. So, I I mean, they must be
0: confident, but, you know, this kind of goes back to my nothing makes sense until it makes sense sort of.
1: I think they're waiting for Nani to take a break and have Alvarado step in. Like, say, hey, I need a midweek off or uh, or not be able to start a cup match or whatever. I think, I think Alvarado is going to play a lot in whatever cup competitions we are in, uh, be it Open Cup, be it the League's Cup, be it whatever. Um, and I think that he's going to play a lot on midweeks. And Nani's not going to play a lot on midweeks. Because you saw Nani trying to be Superman last year and play as much as he could, and he got burnt out. We, you could tell he got burnt out. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to feel much more comfortable with Alvarado right there behind him to take take a midweek off Rather instead of trying mid-week. to start three Benji. games in eight days. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's a good point. So I mean, I, th- I yeah, I feel like thirteen minutes though.
1: 13. Uh, I think he. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to see more of him, right? We've got to see some like, you know, 60, 65th minute subs for Alvarado in the near future. You have to I, think, right? Yeah.
0: And I'm really hoping, you know, those, we see those kind of subs, maybe 55th minute against Cincinnati. Like, yeah, let's start with our big guns. Let's get these, let's get this, these goals on the board and, and let's swat them aside hopefully because Cincinnati is not a good team. They are not a good team at all. They have a decent attack, and they have a so horrible midfield and defense. We
1: should absolutely, sc- especially with Pereira, we should score three before the 70th minute.
0: Yes. So I, I, you know, hopefully that happens. We come out confident. But, like, man, oh, man. If if it, we're waiting to see Al- Alexander Alvarado in the 85th minute, I mean, what what do you, what's the point? You know, when we're playing these teams that are clearly not at the level, what what's the point of even of even getting these guys you know just just to sit on the bench and play five minutes and get their appearance fee? It's just that ain't it? So I'm I'm expecting you know fifty five fifty fifth minute subs against um especially with the five subs rule still going on you know I'm I'm hoping for early subs. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: I can see us definitely giving some guys a chance to play against Cincy, assuming you know, we can wrap it up fairly early. Obviously the game hasn't been played, at, played yet. And things don't go according to plan. sometimes you never know, but should be a game in which Oscar can have his eye on it and, and think that he can get some guys some minutes.
0: You would think, um, Oh, who was I going to talk about? Next? Topic.
1: Oh yeah. Go right ahead. So this is something that, um, if I were captured or held hostage, and I tweeted this, you might it might be like a sign that like okay, you need to come check on me. I thought the refs were outstanding.
0: Oh yeah, the ref was I pretty thought good.
1: Yeah, Pro was really good, and almost like you, we have this concept of a of a teach tape of like this is the tape that you put on to show some show a player how to do a particular thing. This was a. VAR teach tape all it was I, four uh, goals that they had to make decision on. I don't think any of them took longer than like a minute and a half to make the decision. And all four were obviously the correct decisions and multiple times they reversed the call on the field to the correct decision. Mm-hmm. Credit where credit is due. This is how VAR should be used.
0: <clears throat> English Premier League. <clears throat> right none of this blind bullshit you know i love the way var is used here you just use your eyeballs and then you say oh that looks good to me or nope that one's clearly offside we didn't call that correctly okay
1: looking (laughs) at this full speed video can i tell if there's a mistake or not nope okay move on with your life close it move on can it oh yes there's a mistake mistake you don't need to watch it 20 more times. You saw the mistake. <laughs> you reverse the call and you move on.
0: Yeah. I do like that about the refs. They go over there. They look, take like two watches of it. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. Like I, I love the quick thinking. That's a good,
1: that's a good point. So um, I, I, I thought that it was used very well and it was even a teach tape of how to use it. So good on uh pro for having a good game and, you know, good for them. Yeah. Now uh,
0: the, what I was going to bring up is, um, Something I was going to bring up was about Sylvester Vanderwater and why he didn't travel. But I don't know if you saw, but he actually didn't travel because the club gave him the weekend off so he could move into his house.
1: So, oh, that's sweet.
0: Yeah, so because he was in a hotel room. So he's all settled in, I think, or he's still going through the moving process, but nothing to worry about there. Um, obviously, Pato being injured isn't good. We don't know how long he's injured for because, you know, unfortunately he was our starting striker. Now we're back down to Akindeli versus IS. So it is what it is. Um, let's see. João Moutinho back in the 18.
1: He was.
0: Yes. Didn't that's get playing time, but that's okay. That is very encouraging. Um, maybe it was just to, you know, get him back acclimated to traveling
1: with the squad and doing warmups and all that and i mean but if he's doing if he's doing game day warm-ups that means he can play pretty soon soon yeah i'm not you... expecting him for another couple of weeks but i mean do you think maybe he gets five minutes at the end of the cincy match
0: now that i'm fine with that i'm perfectly yeah. okay with um five minutes at the end of cincinnati getting to run around for, for five minutes to kick the ball around in a in a you know high pressure environment um like a real game yeah that i am perfectly okay with i was actually pretty surprised with the bench you know we brought dizar real hope goond we had halliday in there you know those are bender was there we we had some uh some pretty young players there even though you you would imagine that it would be a little bit stronger but i don't know i feel like i feel like that's what we we got oscar Pereja for you know, the the trust in the youngsters. Hey, he's
1: going to trust the kids. And that's kind of why I uh, I don't think that we're hoping against hope that we see Praia Mendez a lot. Because, you know, that's his MO. If he's got kids playing well, he's going to trust his kids. Uh
0: Yeah. Um. Well, anything else to say on this match? I mean, I, it was just kind of like a... Kyle Smith. What we
1: about Kyle draw, Smith? We don't draw this match without Kyle Smith we lose without Kyle smith you think so i mean, did you see the run he had to create the chance on the goal yes that was spectacular that was very good that was the best run by any player in the <laughs> match Are you kidding me? kyle smith
0: kyle the smith well,
1: kyle smith he's like he going smith. down as like a legend no don't say that he's yes. a, he's a cult hero He's, he's an cold Adrian Venter style Colt heel. He's he's not a legend. I'm going to be nice to Kyle Smith, but I don't want you to take it overboard. So because uh, no, we don't need to. <laughs> but, Can I
0: give you my hot take?
1: What's your hot? Oh, please don't. But you're I'm going gonna to say anyway.
0: it. I'm going to say it. What? Yeah. It, I think Kyle Smith should be our starting right back.
1: No, no. Yeah, I, I just, no. I, just remembered.
0: I just remembered my final topic. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, you're so dumb. I am so Dumb. So
0: tired of Juan shitting the bed on offense. Wait, I'm he was so good. tired of it.
1: What do you mean he was good? He got into good positions. He put dangerous balls in. He does
0: nothing with them. Who's going to get on the end?
1: Who's going to get no. on the end? Benji, and that's it. Is Nani going to get on the end of it? Nani's no.
0: in there. Tesho isn't. We had three players Te- in the box.
1: Okay, two of no. them Nani and Tesho.
0: He doesn't aim his crosses. He doesn't. He just hits it in an area. I and know. it never gets us anywhere. Kyle Smith is a better crosser than Juan. And Kyle yeah. Smith is just as good as a defender as Juan. Juan is no, very Juan's good at pushing the ball past players and running past them, but Juan he can't is, Juan cross is a better emergency defender. Which yes, because he can sprint back. Okay, yes.
1: which is very important in the Prey House game, especially the the Pereira version of the Prey House game.
0: I I'm sorry. I I'm so.
1: You're very wrong.
0: I'm very annoyed at Juan lacking any sort of quality on offense.
1: Uh, he, I don't know how he he his final ball is not nearly as bad as you think it is.
0: I don't think it's nearly it's, as decent as you think it
1: is. It is decent. He he has gotten much he's better. He have
0: like seven assists, ten assists a season because he gets in the position three times a game.
1: He's gotten much better at picking his head up and putting it in a dangerous area. No, I don't think he can pick out a head, but I think he can be good enough for MLS with all his other really good qualities. Now, what the man can't do is shoot, and we saw that <laughs> has no <laughs> shooting boots. Yeah, that shoot that shot was awful. <laughs> but also, he's a right back, so whatever. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. But what I do expect from my right back is when you get
1: into those positions, time after time after time. Kyle Smith, he, okay, he's an he's an okay crosser, but he's not picking out pinpoint crosses either. We have seen him do that. Uh, he's okay, but he's not João Moutinho. No, I mean no.
0: João Moutinho the only João Moutinho on this yes, team. Yes, like but no like, one can cross like that.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying because he can't do that. That trait is not that one trait that he does. I'd say. A little more than slightly better than Huan, but not like greatly better. Okay, whenever... well, then
0: let me ask you this. If Huan is. Okay, let's say I'm more right than you are, and we say okay. that Huan <laughs> lacks a, a good final ball, a, even a decent, good, decent okay. to good final ball. Yes. Okay. Why is he such a big part of our game plan?
1: Because he gets into really good positions.
0: It doesn't matter how many good positions he gets in if he just yes, it does. Here's why. the ball. Here's
1: why it forces a defender to cover him and provides Chris Mueller with a lot of space.
0: But we don't score off of it.
1: Chris Mueller does. <laughs>
0: no, no, we don't. That's that's the thing. The ball goes out of bounds. The ball goes into the box and gets cleared away. No,
1: no, no, the not. Ball... I'm saying the Chris Mueller who on combo play is very effective at getting Chris Mueller open in time and space, which is, was our most effective offensive weapon last year. Also, would you like to be caught out on the counter a lot? Because if you have Kyle Smith at right back, that's what's going to happen with, with, if you have Smith and Mueller all the way up and you have a speedy left back or a speedy left winger, Kyle Smith's not going to get back in time, especially if you still want offensive production from that right-hand side, and you're going to get destroyed by everyone with a good left winger.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I went, I, in the system that I would use with Kyle Smith being my starter, I wouldn't send him all the way at the pitch. Like we send Huan on at the pitch.
1: Well, then you're not going to so get as much You're, there, you're not going to get the production that, that you're not want from anyone. Kyle Smith, but I would move
0: maybe Urso five feet higher, five yards higher and get him up in that area and then have Kyle Smith cover I, that. that uh, I think you have a,
1: I think you have a system on the right hand side that works. Why mess with it? Because it doesn't work. That's what I'm saying. It, it does work. <laughs> Chris. Mu- how, what was Chris Mueller's DA per ninety last year?
0: That's not because of Huan, bro.
1: It's, it's not, not solely because of Huan, but Huan created a lot of the space for him to do it in. How many times have I you think seen? That's more of a. How many times have you seen Huan blow past Mueller on the right hand side and, and peel off a defender with him?
0: I mean, yeah, that's what he does great, but he yes, does nothing so in that valuable. scenario.
1: But I I think you
0: are I think you are overplaying how much Juan being able to sprint past somebody and pull a defender away from Chris Mueller affected Chris Mueller's
1: goals and assist output. He's also they also have great chemistry on combo play, which gets a little
0: more. Yeah.
1: You're also ignoring the fact that Juan is a better defender.
0: Um, I think they are equal defenders. I think they're both they, very good defenders. They're
1: e- they are equal in terms of one on one squaring up a guy. They're equal. In terms of sprinting back, which is a huge part of, of a right back's job, especially if they're gonna play offense, in terms of sprinting back and getting position, there's no one in the league better than Juan. And especially in a possession based system like you wanna play with Pereira, that is an essential part of playing that position. Because if your right pack is going to be part of your buildup, you need him to be able to get back and kill the counter when it happens against you. Otherwise, you're going to give up a counter goal again.
0: I mean, I think Cal Smith can do that. Not like almost just as good. He's not as fast, but I mean, oh, my. Sorry, my cat feeders went off. But also think about the um last game. He had that massive block in the game against um Atlanta running back towards goal covering the uh, shot from Galese.
1: He's he's a good technical defender, I'm not saying he's not, but that's a that's a stopping a counterattack tackle. He doesn't he doesn't have the speed to do it consistently from that position on the pitch like Juan does.
0: I see we are at a breaking off point of this
1: topic where neither of us are going to agree with the other. No. Cuz you're wrong. <laughs> And also, wrong. <laughs> also, what, what if we accept that I'm more right than you are and Huan's, Huan's cross, crossing ability isn't that much worse than Kyle Smith's? It is worse. I will give you that. Kyle Smith is a better crosser. It's not that much better.
0: I think if that were to be true, Juan's assist numbers would be way better than they have been. I mean, and, is and this Smith is where
1: putting up, he played a fair bit last year. How how many assists did Kyle Smith has? I, I don't know the number. I don't
0: Do you know, know the, the number, number off the top of my head. Let, either? Let, us,
1: let us look.
0: But don't, don't forget that Kyle Smith played most of the year at left back where he was asked to play a basic role of sit and cover the left hand side and not attack as much. That's either way, crazy. this is where my eyes go to Oscar Pereja. And say, okay, you have a big part of your offense who is struggling to produce output. Coach him, make him better at crossing, because he gets in those areas time and time again. I don't think so. I think we've seen him do it. He
1: was two years ago.
0: I think we've seen him do it a couple times. I don't think that makes him better. That just makes him that. That's just like variance. He gets into the position so much that if you do it a couple times yeah that's expected. He's at the base minimum now of in terms of quality. I think he needs to improve big time if we want to be successful in terms of like winning trophies either that or don't make him as big of a part of our system and then just like let him sprint past people like I don't know whenever he gets the ball way deep down there but don't make that a big part of your system. Because he's clearly not providing what we need from him.
1: Okay. I I don't know. It's just
0: frustrating. Okay. Hit me with some stats.
1: In 61 career games. Or no. Sorry. I cannot see. 41 career games played. 28 started. How many assists do you think Kyle Smith has for Orlando City? I'm assuming one. It is one. In... 48 games played 43 started how many think one has i'm assuming nine it is nine damn really i'm really good yes guessing <laughs> um so that doesn't that is matter a significant that is a significant increase in offensive output from kyle smith
0: do you know how coaches use kyle smith though Left yes. back, sit on the halfway line, go up he, when necessary. He would still on your have more than one foot. assist. Him. No, he wouldn't. It's his he wrong foot. In two years. No, no. He's played right back. No.
1: He, he played right back when Juan Barely. was out last season.
0: He when have Juan was out one. last season? Yes. How long was Juan yeah. out last season? A couple games? That's when he got his assist. He played. He
1: started 18 last season.
0: How many of those were at left back?
1: No, no. Um, Juan started 18. Uh, Kyle Smith started 11 last season. Probably half of the left back had one assist.
0: Yes, and that came when he was at right back. I think Kyle Smith would have more assists per game if he played at right back an even amount of time that won played it right back.
1: I don't think so. I, okay, so what, what's your goal for Huon Like seven assists a season. In the past two years, he had five and four. That's not far off. If his if his crossing just got a little bit better, he's easily hitting that seven mark.
0: In all honesty, with the amount of times he gets into those positions each game, it'd be at like ten. Because you, you, I'm not wrong, right? He gets into those positions three times a no, game.
1: He he absolutely does. He's He's one of the best right backs in MLS about getting into that position. I don't
0: think it's unrealistic to say I want 10 assists out of you across
1: a 34 game period. I may not necessarily unrealistic. He's also getting probably a lot of those MLS assists, I guess. I guess they would show up on the MLS account. They don't count sometimes. It'll be like it's weird. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Yeah but I I, bet I, I I think he's part of a lot of buildup that end, ends up in a goal. He's just not going to get an assist from it.
0: Yeah. Now I do also understand like, you know, he does get into those areas and Kyle Smith doesn't, but I don't know. I just, that the, the lack of quality in the final third from him specifically frustrates me beyond like beyond anything else ever. And like, I'm just expecting – like, I just want Oscar Pereja to, like, focus on him for, like, three weeks and just be like – you know, this is what you do in this situation. This is what you do. You cross the ball, you 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 look up, you find a purple shirt, Here's you put it thing. into space, you put it at the near post. If this is the situation, you know, that they, they look at tape from the past season. This is what you should have done here, this is how you improve here, this is how we score a goal here. Maybe here is where you shoot at the far post and hope it deflects and gets to one of our players at the back post. Like we need to like focus on him because if he improves his output,
1: we are a way better team way better Here's because the thing if Juan was capable of that he wouldn't be playing an MLS how old is he 25 26 he's capable of it no, no no if he if he as a player had was going to have a better finish like final ball like if he was going say he could cross like Moutinho just fantasy world say Juan can cross like Moutinho he's not playing an MLS no, yeah, no chance.
0: Oscar Pereja can do that though. He's not good I, of a coach.
1: He cannot make. He cannot make his right foot into a into a right. He cannot make him into a right foot version. Coutinho. It's just not in him.
0: He, okay, no, he can't do that. But what he can do is he can teach him what to do in certain situations. You improve his mentality in those situations, and once he finally gets the light bulb, I think he can get that output.
1: I think he has gotten better. He's okay. Remember when he used to never pick his head up, and now he does pick his head up when he crosses.
0: That yep, that is one that is one big thing that he's improved on. Huge, but it hasn't changed his output. You said five assists, four assists, right? Now, honest, obviously, it's less games played. Yeah, less games, last season.
1: So his his per ninety was much better last season then
0: I don't know this this is good discussion. this is good to talk about for me i think i think
1: I think saying that Kyle Smith should be our going from praising Kyle Smith for a good game to saying Kyle Smith should be our starting <laughs> right back way too huge of a leap. Let me just say I was just saying. Hey, I thought Kyle Smith had a really good run (laughs) and finds himself in decent positions more than you'd think he would. You know, that's it. I'm just giving him a little love.
0: (laughs) How much of the Kyle Smith praise do you think is because we all expect him to be
1: shit? (laughs) Oh, a solid 80%.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, we love Kyle Smith.
1: He's great. He's he is a good player to have on the team. On the squad, but you don't want him to play a lot, in my opinion. I left back. I right back. I wanted to play a lot. No. Yes. No.
0: Yes. Um. All right. Then quickly, what is your prediction for the Cincinnati game before we head we're, out of here?
1: We're gonna get canceled. <laughs> yes,
0: I'm gonna get canceled.
1: Um. I mean, it should be hopefully four <laughs> nil.
0: Huh. It should. I was thinking four two because you can. Right. You never know. <laughs>
1: I think okay how are they getting watch. the ball to their expensive attackers? They have no midfield.
0: No, yeah, I know. I it'll They have be on no set mid- piece or something.
1: Their it midfield should, is non-existent. It should honestly with Pereira back, it should be a suffocating dominant victory. Yeah.
0: They they Adam, they conceded 5 goals against NYCFC. Right. All 5 of them were from set pieces.
1: <laughs> All 5. That's incredible.
0: That is so sad.
1: That makes like, that makes us look good at set piece defense. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. I mean, how if we okay, if
0: we don't win this game then there needs to be some serious questions yeah. asked about the quality of our squad. I agree. Since Cincinnati should not be winning or even drawing this game. We need to come out like we can't come out cocky. We need to come oh. out all guns blazing, you know, taking them seriously. Especially also, after two draws to start game. the season.
1: Oh, yeah. We need a win. I I don't want to say must win, because I think that's such an overused term. But they should win this game. And if they don't win this game, that's when we start asking some questions. Yeah, like,
0: hopefully we don't have to do that.
1: Like, okay, without Pereira, I get it. First game, Atlanta. Atlanta's going to be tough this season. I get it. SKC also going to be tough. Still don't have Pereira. Fine looked better in the second game i get it let's get some three points let's get three points this is how like,
0: you, this is how you get the plot into the playoffs you beat yep. up on the
1: small teams get three points please
0: all right that's a good way to end the podcast uh adam thank you for your time um and arguing with me over huan and agreeing with me over tesho and
1: is i appreciate yep. it um uh it's it's uh been fun with the the last episode of lion's Vlog podcast yeah right seriously <laughs> <laughs> well are you are you gonna put your hot take is the um the the clip that you put on the the teaser
0: uh no really idea i'll get pelters for that one <laughs> yeah yeah even from daniel and chase i mean right. sheesh now i still i still stand by my take by the way i'm just not gonna put it as the the, the thing <laughs> I, I stand by it though. Okay. All right, Adam, where can our listeners find you out?
1: Find me on Twitter and Instagram at kosher taco truck. Um yeah. And it Cappy's like forty-five, fifty hours a week. <laughs> Seriously.
0: All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Gamer Gamer Gamer19 for the five star review. We'll catch you on the next one.
1: See ya.